Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program sponsored by The Caring Place with campuses at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. They are celebrating their 100th anniversary serving the homeless, hungry, abused, and needy families. They continue to feed the hungry, care for the needy, and help rescue and change lives every day. Now your host for Mission Possible, the good news program, and the president of The Caring Place, here is Ronald Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by The Caring Place. We have centers in Miami and Broward, and many of you know us and has heard of us over the years as Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. Yes, we have rebranded uh, and we are called now The Caring Place, which is a wonderful name because our newsletter was The Caring Place for back in the late 70s. Well, I am Marilyn Brummett. I am hosting Mission Possible today. Usually you hear my husband, Reverend Ronald Brummett. He is the president and usually opens up this program. But once in a while, I'm, I'm, I'm here and he's off and he's uh, taking care of so many things. And there's such a vision of the caring place. You know, we're celebrating 100 years. Um, of the caring place. It's just an amazing thing. Well, of course, neither one of us have been here a hundred years. My husband's been here over 30 years. I've been here over 20 years, but the mission itself has been in existence for 100 years. And my husband has a great vision for the future. We may not be here, of course, for the next hundred years, but we may be here for the next uh, five years. And so he is laying a foundation of a vision. We, the part of the vision is a new family center, and it's just amazing. And in fact, we're having a gala celebration. It's in October. It's October the 15th. Please circle that on your calendar. Save that date. Uh, it's a Saturday. It's going to be at the Signature Grand in Davie. And you can already get your tickets now. Go to caringplace.org slash gala. And if you are part of an organization, whether that be a business, a church, any kind of faith partner, if you have a club, whatever that you're part of, we are also seeking sponsorships for this great celebration because we're going to be looking back over the last hundred years. When you come to the gala, you'll walk through a timeline and you're actually going to see what the mission looked like back in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, into the 90s and then into the next century. It's going to be an amazing look back. But you know, the real thing is the vision going forward. Uh, there is expansion that is coming because we believe God has laid it um, on our heart to even do more, lay that foundation that the mission can grow. And I just believe it's going to have more campuses. You know, we have several campuses now. We have in Miami and Broward. We have a thrift store. We uh, will have a new family center. And so there will be so much more that can come. And we want you to come and, and see this vision. Also look back and see how the mission has grown over the years and also be part of that vision. We need sponsors. Uh, for this centennial. And so, uh, starting at 2,500, 5,000, 10,000, 25,000, you, you can be a sponsor, um, of our centennial gala. We are, we're calling it the I Care 
Centennial Gala. Yes, the Caring Place is having an Eye Care Centennial Gala. So that's a good name, I believe, because we're asking people, do you care? And if you can say, I care, and what do you care for? Maybe you care for the hungry. You care for the homeless. Maybe you care for abused women and children. Maybe you care about safe and affordable housing. Maybe you care about education. All these things is wrapped around here at the Caring Place. You know, we help people if they're just coming for a plate of food, and if they go through our programs, then we're going to help them with jobs and help find them safe and affordable housing. It is a comprehensive caring, and we don't just attack one issue, but we look at that whole person and all their needs, and we try our very, very best to meet as many needs as we can. We can't do that. Without you, without our community coming alongside. And also right now that we're in our back to school drive and where we're collecting backpacks, school supplies, new sneakers to give to needy families. If you can help uh, with a drive, uh, if you want to give a financial contribution, let me give you a special landing page for that. That's caringplace.org slash back to school. Okay, so I'm giving you a lot of different ways you can help. Don't forget about the gala. If you do want tickets or sponsorships, you go to caringplace.org slash gala. So I gave you two ways there that you can become uh, involved. And that's really what we want. That's what we pray for is our community comes alongside and becomes involved. And you know something we've seen over the years that it's really a community's effort. And uh, we have so many different ways that you can focus on uh, the cause that you care about. We even have focus groups. They're volunteer groups and they have different names. We have special ones for women, special ones for men, special for education. Uh, we have two women's groups. One's called Girlfriends for Girlfriends and the other one's called Cover Girls. And they both focus on a little different uh, area in helping women. So if you'd like to volunteer, once again, go to our website, Caring place.org you'll see at the top right you'll see uh, a place where you can click on volunteer and when that pops up you can put in your information and we're going to have a volunteer coordinator contact you usually within 24 hours you're going to get some type of contact they're either going to call you they're going to email you they're going to do both and they're going to invite you to a volunteer orientation so you can see firsthand all the different ways that you can get involved and that's why we believe in the community because we know the community really makes a difference you know we can have our programs we can have our ways of how we help the homeless but but when we have people that come from the outside that really become involved that's where we have seen over and over again our men women and children they come alive when they come into our centers they may have come in without he- without hope uh feeling depressed sometimes suicidal but many times they'll say, a volunteer gave me a kind word. A volunteer smiled at me. A volunteer said, keep working. Don't, don't give up. I'll be at your graduation. Yes, we have graduations here uh, at our centers because those that come in and go through our regeneration programs, they then get to celebrate walking across the stage in cap and gown. They get a diploma because they've worked hard. 
They have worked hard at their education, working at their different levels uh, as they feel that now they're being empowered for an independent future. And that's really what we're praying for. We are a Christian organization. We always surround it with prayer, letting people know that God loves them, showing God's love in practical ways. That's what we believe in here at the caring place and you don't have to be of any special faith uh you can be a volunteer we will put you to work in so many different ways and we try to find out what you like to do if you say hey i'm really good at the computer or i'm good at uh, being on the phone or i'm good at i'm um, actually putting information down uh writing it down uh putting in an excel spreadsheet there's just so many ways that you can help we can sort clothes uh you can sort mail uh, you can serve food. You can help uh, children with arts and crafts. Man, I can go on and on and on all the ways that you can volunteer. Even um, landscaping and uh, sometimes even jobs like plumbing. You know, so we always have needs here. Uh, we have so many centers. We have our thrift store. We have our Broward Center. We have our Miami Center. We have our uh, family center. So there's so many different places to be able to volunteer so we're always asking come alongside come to volunteer orientation and see all the different ways that you can plug in we track your hours and we even let you know how many hours you've done and it's important to us well we have a great program coming up great interviews and i'll also be interviewing someone that's going to be giving their testimony so please don't touch that dial we'll be back in just a moment with more mission possible you're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. By now, you. You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate at the Caring Place at the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. So excited we have with us today in the studio our wonderful Carla Stowe, Center for Women and Children Manager. Welcome, Carla. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you for having me here. Oh, it's a pleasure. I love to have our guest in the studio. So this is exciting. And of course, you know, interviewing you gives me so much joy because, you know, Center for Women and Children, I do cover girls, as you know, and cover girls for our listeners. If you're new to the program, uh, cover girls is a group of women. They're volunteers. They come to the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Reach Centers, and they actually volunteer directly with the women and the children. And they do mentoring one on one. They do children activities. They, they do something new and fun for the residents, right? Because they do have case managers, and Carla's going to be talking about that in a few minutes uh, during the interview. But we always wanted to bring women from the outside that could be friends, that could bring fun and new items and new games to the sh- for the children. And so the cover girls is something that I it's, it's, it's dear to me. It's, it's very close to my heart. I am the leader of the cover girls, and I work closely with you, uh, making sure that all the women and children's needs are met and that we don't need anything. And if we do, we tell the cover girls and so on and so forth. So for our listeners, of course, if you want to join the cover girls uh, and help or help with uh, women and children, uh, please call Leanne here at The Caring Place and I'll be happy to give you more info. But Carla, tell us about what you do and, and how long have you been with the organization? 
Well, I have been with the organization for 12 years, actually. This wow. month is 12 years. <laughs> and this is my heartbeat. Serving the women and the children is my heartbeat, is my passion. And I just, I just love it. We, we are so, and we're so grateful for the cover girls. Yes. No. And I know you guys do an amazing job. Now, for our listeners, of course, I introduce you as the Center for Women and Children's Manager, right? Now, in your role as a manager of the Center for Women and Children, who do you work with in order to help the women and children? So we have a team of case managers and we also have a team of ladies that are, their role is, is called guest service assistants. So basically we all are kind of like mother figures for the women that come through our centers. Um, we, I work very closely with, with each and every single one of them because their roles are important in making a difference in the women's lives and, and their children. And, I, and I've seen it. I mean, you guys almost take them by the hand, right? You give them the tools, the resources, the guidance, right? I mean, I can only imagine, and I, and I, you know, thankfully I have never been homeless in my life, right? But I can only imagine, and I have heard from some of our residents, the frustration when you find yourself in a position that you do not have a place to live with for you and the children, right? I mean, how, tell me some of those feelings and what you have experienced from dealing uh, with cases one-on-one. Yes, you're correct. Uh, and, you know, it is an honor to work with them because you, when they walk in, when they first walk in through our doors, you see the brokenness, you see the pain. They come in, they're depressed, they're sad, they're crying, they're hurt, they, they're struggling with fear, anxiety, so much going on, so much emotions because of the uncertainty of their circumstances and what are they going to do and how are they going to provide for their children and their family. So it is very rewarding to to see them just come in broken, but as they start learning to trust us and, and, and they know that we're not there to harm them, but to provide and to provide the help and, you know, to provide comfort and be a healing step in their lives, then we get to see how, how little by little that's transformed and not only are they building trust, but now, you know, we get to help them with not only their emotional, but also their spiritual needs. Um, we get to help them by providing daycare or, or helping put kids in school and then guiding them through, you know, through different resources to, for employment, yes. for housing assistance. And that is, you know, one of our biggest needs is, is permanent, affordable permanent housing, which is, is, you know, it's very much needed. And, and I have to say, you, you mentioned two things there that are, I know, they, they resonate with me. Is it something that I hear day in and day out when I talk to the cover girls, when I talk to you, when I talk to the residents that I'm honored to, to have a conversation with? Trust and transformation, right? Yes. So I can only imagine that transformation can only happen when they fully trust not only you guys, but also trust the process, right? Again, when you are in a situation like that, and this is just me an outsider, right? Uh, God knows I'm no expert, but, but I'm thinking that it's almost like, where is that light, right? I cannot see that light at the end of the tunnel because I'm, I'm going through so much, right? And I compare it to, it could be any other situation. It doesn't have to be homelessness, right? You may be going through something right now, you know, our listeners, I'm sure they can relate and you may be thinking, oh my God, I don't see it. When is this going to end? Right? I can only imagine that this is the case of our residents, both men, women, you name it, but trusting you guys, trusting the volunteers, trusting in God, right? That it only takes sometimes that, you know, like, 
that touch of favor, right? For situations to change and get better. And it's got to be hard at first. It's got to be, you know, I say it and it sounds easy, but it's not that easy. And I know because I've talked to plenty of residents and you're telling us now, establishing that trust and then that transformation, right? Which is taking that person, I I say it again, almost by the hand, right? And giving them that guidance. Also, maybe going back to school, maybe some residents, you know, I always say that you may not be able to get a better job because maybe you need some qualifications. Maybe something is missing. Yes. So how important to know that... You know, there is that light at the end of the tunnel. You can get better. You can help yourself and you can find the tools to actually succeed. Right. And of course, we celebrate the success of these families with the graduation, with the cap and gown ceremony. Right. We want to celebrate everything. I mean, yes, you'd be surprised how how we take for granted us like the small things and yes. for them is a big accomplishment. And one example is I remember a young lady, a single mom and she went through, we put her through uh, computer classes and she got her, you know, her little certificates yeah. and she cried because she felt like she never accomplished anything, anything in her life. And to get that certificate meant a lot to her. And then we w- walked with her on, on that process. She felt that now nothing could stop her and she could move on and accomplish so much more. That is such a great example. And, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, you know, and all she needed was a little push. Right. Right. And sometimes for, you know, if you're, if you're listening to us right now and you're thinking, oh, but everybody should know that you can take this or that. It's difficult when you are in a situation like this. Right. So that's why we need as many hands, as many volunteers, as many supporters as possible. Because even when we teach classes, okay. And I'm just going to give you an example, um, Carla, and then for all of our listeners as well. Even when we teach the same class, but we have two different teachers, right? It's crazy how some, some individuals will understand better from one teacher or the other right but they're teaching the same thing right but it takes a village guys yes. and and it takes many people to say maybe the same thing over and over and over again until the person can get there right and yes. i think that's why your job is so important in everything that you do and the case managers right and then for the children tell me about a little bit about that experience with the children so the children oh goodness they are so innocent yes some of them, they are aware, they're so smart because they are aware of the situation and they actually try to comfort their moms. Wow. And that is just humbling to see a child take, taking that responsibility. To give them hope. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, no, I've seen it. I've seen it too. So it depends on the age of the child, right? Right. right. I mean, I've all, I have also seen that you have babies. Yes. Okay. So, you know, hopefully these babies, are, they don't understand now and they won't understand later right. because they, you know, by the time the mother leaves the center, most likely they're still small enough not to remember, right? Where, where mom went through. I mean, we always say it. I say it again. 85% of the women and children in our centers are victims of domestic violence and abuse and homelessness. So that is, is, is huge, right? So our volunteers, our listeners, if you're there and you want to be in touch with us and you want to be involved with women and children, please call Leanne here at The Caring Place. I'll be happy to have you. Carla, thank you so much for joining us. I cannot wait for our gala coming up in yes. October the 15th. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. The time that I went without food for about a week, I had finally reached the bottom that I had always heard about and that I said I would never be me. And the day I first took 
it was a half hot dog uh, already half bitten up and wrapped in a napkin that I took it and uh, I ate it. Yeah, I remember my first meal here was uh, a big, big plate of nachos. It was delicious. Uh, coming to the mission uh, is a new lease on life. I have hope, I have dignity. I'm really grateful for this, this new opportunity, a new life that I have, uh, both physically, spiritually, emotionally. Can you help to change a life by sponsoring Meals for the Hungry? Sponsor 10 meals for $20 a month or 5 meals for 10. Join Miami Rescue Mission's Meal a Month Club. Go to caringplace.org slash meals. That's caringplace.org. Hey, guys, did you... You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate at the Caring Place, also known as the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. So excited we have today in the studio with us our wonderful Leah Segelo. Welcome, Leah. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me today, Leanne. Ah, always a pleasure. And I always have to give you kudos and tell you how much I personally love everything you post on social media. Every time you do a post about the wonderful people that come alongside side of us, whether they do a campaign or whether they bring donations. Uh, some people do special events and they benefit us. I mean, if anyone listening is not following us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I mean, you name it, we're there, right? Because Leah does a wonderful job with that. But I want you to go and check us out because this is how you can stay up to date on everything we're doing. And, and you can see it and you can like our page and you can make a comment and you can let us know you listen on the radio because we want to hear from you right now Leah we're planning something super super exciting right now right and this is our gala 100 years of service I know you're super duper excited but tell me tell me what we're doing oh my gosh so our centennial gala is going to be one for the books it is a monumental event being hosted at the signature grand in Davie and let me tell y'all if you have not been it is a gorgeous venue so we want you to come take a walk through time as we're going to have a wall celebrating our 100 years of history showing where we started where we've come and what is to come there's going to be an incredible silent auction we're going to have a photo booth and there's just going to be so many so many incredible people there coming together in their formal dresses formal attire that they get to whip out of their closet because coronavirus has had us locked up so we get to go out and celebrate so how do you get involved very simple you're going to go to our webpage www.caringplace.org slash gala once again that is www.caringplace.org slash gala you can go there you can sponsor a table you can become an event sponsor you can make a donation you can purchase a ticket the possibilities are endless and we want to see your gorgeous faces there we want to see who it is that we're interacting with on the daily that is helping us impact our community every single day and transform those lives not just for the past hundred years but for the hundred years to come absolutely it's going to be a, and I mean we're talking about an opportunity to not only we're gonna be honoring some of our volunteers we're gonna be honoring some of the churches that work alongside of us if you buy a, a whole table we are going to honor you by putting your name on the name of the, your business on that table because you sponsor the entire table I mean, there's so many ways to get involved we need all the help that we can get uh, we have already confirmed uh, a journalist from network uh, from Univision Network her name is Carolina Rosario she's gonna be uh, the MC for the 
event. Uh, I mean, we have other surprises uh, in store for you guys, but you do not want to miss it. The venue is beautiful. The tickets are only $200 per person. The sponsorships, they begin at $2,500 now. The good news is that with every sponsorship level, you get some tickets free, right? So it's a no-brainer. If you want to be a sponsor, you can be the sponsor, and you can also have a couple of people come alongside of you, right? Now, Leah, as far as getting involved with us and if they want to be a part of this gala, when is this happening? What is the date? What is the time? Give us more info about that. Of course, of course. So where's your calendar? Bring it out right now. You're going to go to October, scroll over the Saturday section and look for the 15th of October. That's right. You heard me. October 15th at the Davies Signature Grand happening at 6 o'clock in the afternoon. So we are so excited to see you guys there. Make sure you put all the phone alarms, you mark your calendars, and you visit the website. If you can't purchase your ticket, send in a donation to show your support to those in our community that are hurting, hungry, and homeless. Absolutely. And and we're all going to be there. Uh, our president, Reverend Ronald Bromit, will be there. His wonderful wife, the VP of the organization, Ms. Marilyn Bromit. Uh, we're going to be honoring. I mean, Leah mentioned the history, right? We're going to walk you through the history of the Miami Rescue Mission. And we're also going to be honoring the Jacobs, right, that had so much to do uh, with our you know, with the foundation uh, of our organization. But more importantly, that next 100 years, we don't want to stop the work that we're doing in the community. So we need your support. Yes, it's a celebration, but it's also the fact that this is very much needed. Uh, Leah, I thank you. All of our listeners, please go to www.caringplace.org slash gala, G-A-L-A. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Leah. It's back to school time. Yes, you heard right. School just went on vacation, but the Caring Place is already getting ready for the new school year. Join the Caring Place at Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers as we help needy children get ready for the upcoming school year. You can host a drive today for the following items. Notebooks, pens, pencils, rulers, glue sticks, three-hole punch folders, packs of colored paper, backpacks, new sneakers, USB flash drives, laptops, tablets, and more. Or you can make a $60 monetary donation to sponsor a child. All donations are needed before July 23rd. For more information, please call 305-572-2000. That's 305-572-2000. We're at that part of the program where we get to hear a real story of life change. And I have with me today, I have Michael. And Michael is here. He's going to share his story. I want you to know as you listen to these stories, it's not easy to come and just open up your life and make it an open book. And uh, it's really is hard uh, for them to do it. But I have listened to so many, and it really helps them as they tell it. And I hope you as the listener that it will impact you in such a way to never give up on anybody. There is always hope. So, Michael, let's uh, open up. But first of all, welcome for being here. And Thank let's you go for back. having me, Miss Brummett. Let's go back into time. Let's go into your story. Okay, well, I was born in Miami, Florida. I'm a native. I was born in Miami Jackson Memorial Hospital. My life was, you know, I had my mother and my father, even though they were separated, you know, and um, it's, I didn't have a bad upbringing. I was basically raised by my grandparents because my, my mother was always working. And, you know, I wasn't staying with my father, but I would visit him. And this, I, my connection with God has been from when I was born. Um, I had spinal meningitis when I was a baby. Mm. And it was a, a group of kids that were in the, that was in the nursing, I mean, the daycare center with me. And, um, 
I went into a coma and out of all the kids that was in that, that, um, nur- in that nursery, I was the only one that survived. Wow. And when I came out that coma, I was, I was young and I still, I know it was God because I feel that I was too young to even know what was right and wrong and how to allow anything. And I told my mother that God sent me back. So that right there let me know somewhere. I always hold that into this day. That's carried me throughout life to let me know that God has God has some kind of plan for me, some kind of purpose for me for being here. So you know, I I grew up and I was in martial arts. You know, I'm a small dude, always been small in my life. So that kind of built my confidence up. God was like. He couldn't, you know, you learn to fight. He is shaping me, yeah, you know, let me know that it wasn't about my size. It's about your heart. It's about and the mind, and you know, having God is the most powerful weapon you can ever have. So he taught me how to conquer with, with, you know, with my spirit mm-hmm. and whatnot. So um, I started. I was doing all right. I, I went to private school. I got honor roll in first grade and all that kind of stuff. And then after a while, things kind of went crazy. I learned at a, at an early age that that people are for you when you're doing what they want mm-hmm. you to do but as soon as things mm-hmm. go off they you know they'll switch out on you so i i started then that's when i went down my destructive path to doing what i wanted to do and all that kind of stuff i started smoking weed when i was in my teenage years or whatnot and then that just led on and led on to going to start going to jail and all that kind of stuff and then i went to later on i started smoking weed and cocaine when i got like in my 20 my 20s mm. when i started working in the iron worker union being on the construction site with all you know doing all that you know just being around the crowd and the mm-hmm. bad influence all the convicts and all that kind of stuff you know in the bad billy bad behinds and you right. know, so but after a while you know i just my life started spiraling down to like a couple like a year or two before i left before i came to the mission um, I got tired of it and I was like questioning, you know, cause God's given me so many gifts or whatnot. I'm a musician. Mm. I've been to college and all that. All these things, I, opportunities I've just blown. God would get me up to a certain place and I'll just mic a kick in and just sabotage. Yes. Yeah. 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 The enemy just, yeah. So, um, I got sick of it and I like called out to God and was like, Lord, you know, I need some help cause I, I don't want to live my life and have no purpose i know you got too much you invested in me for me okay so i don't want uh, anybody to turn that dial because you're going to tell more of your story so we're right at that point where you know you've kind of sabotaged all these opportunities but there's still hope there's always hope please don't turn that dial we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to mission possible the good news program on news radio 610 wiod this is Jared's program will be recorded. You're listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. Well, we're back with Michael, and he's going to continue this uh, story of his, which is pretty interesting. And, you know, it's all about hope. Uh, when hope seems like it's not real, but God is always there as long as you're breathing. And you said so many times God has given you opportunity. So let's pick up at the time where you called out to God. Please help. What happened? Well, after I called out to God, you know, and I expected something to happen, but I didn't know it was going to happen like it was. You know, I was trying to get on a plan where I could 
clean myself up, me and God by myself, but uh, a situation sparked up at the house. Me and my mother got into an argument and she ended up, she she didn't know because I was I so much out of the character from from who what she knew. I was a whole total different person because my, my drug addiction had got so bad that she just was like, she didn't know if I was going to hurt her or whatnot. And I can't blame her because, you know, I got outraged that day. So she had, she marched me at me. And I got had a uh, restraining order and imposed on me that I had to be out of the house. And it came to the point where I went to, I told her, I say, I had a conversation to her and apologized to her and say, wherever you want me to go, you know, I'll go send me in the right direction because I'm tired of living like this. So I went to Central Intake and they set me up to go be put in the residential program for about, for, in about a month. But I had a restraining order that was going to be pending. So it came to the point that I had to go somewhere or be on the streets. And my mother had a contact with um, one of the ministers that's associated, affiliated with the um, mission. And he got me in to the um, mission and said I, I came there. And once I got there and I didn't know that it was a I, I heard about the mission. I just thought of it as a homeless shelter. I never knew that it had a, a rehabilitation program. And basically and more importantly, it was Christian based. So by me crying out to God and me being sent to a Christian based rehabilitation, that was just evident to me that that God was in. And then once you got here, you found out it's not rehabilitation, it's regeneration. regeneration. Yes, that's right. (laughs) So, um, so once I got there, you know, I had in my mind and I think, you know, I, I came in with my mind right ready to change and, and didn't have to be convinced. So Mm -hmm. I just came right in and, and whatever they needed me to do a group, Whatever they needed me to do in chapel, I didn't have no problem going and all that. And then, you know, we have the CSA where they put you the Christian um, service assignment where we have different phases that goes around because the, the clients at the mission basically run it, you know. So I got put in um, housekeeping first and then after housekeeping, I moved to the, the laundry where I learned. Lessons in humility. <laughs> While having to deal with the the people that come in, and you know, you know, the people. Who so sound, you're dealing with the emergency service people. Yeah. They're just coming in for the meal, change of clothing, and a shower. Yeah. They're not easy to deal with. Yes, they're not. They're they're picky and all kind of disgruntled and all that. But you gotta, you know, what the 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 principles and things that we are taught at the mission, you get to apply it. Mm-hmm. Every day, you know, sitting there being humble and looking at somebody through God's eyes instead of looking at them as, as somebody coming and fussing at you like God loves them, too. So you got to show love to them, too. So and the the mission has been a good influence to me. And I'm an alpha now. I enjoy the brotherhood that we have. We've got in depth with with our um studies and learning more about Christ and how to carry our lives and and you know it's just been a great experience. Well Michael, you know, I wish that these times were longer because I just get so engrossed in your stories and I hope as you're listening that God will just impress on your heart to pray for Michael and for all the others that come to us and remember there's women also and children that come here and they come out of abuse and domestic violence and also homelessness. So Pray as we minister to our men, women, and children every day at all of our campuses. Thank you, Michael, for sharing your story. Well, I hope you enjoyed the testimony. You know, once again, these are real people that come to one of our centers and, uh, you know, they came for help. 
They came for hope. They came for a meal. Uh, they came for the, because they wanted safe shelter. They come for many, many reasons. Maybe they have an addiction. Maybe they have lost uh, a job and financially they are struggling or they find themselves out on the street. People come for a lot of different reasons, but homelessness and hunger are the main ones that they come because they need a meal. They need safe shelter. Uh, they need a shower. They need clean clothes. And they just need someone to say, it's going to be all right. Come in, not only for food, but why don't you come in to one of our regeneration programs and we really then can help you get a better footing, a hand up to be able to go on, be empowered for an independent life. And that's what we're always uh, wanting to happen. We're caring to happen. We're praying that it happens. And that's what we do here at The Caring Place. Well, two things I want to leave you with. We're in our back-to-school uh, drive right now, so we need new sneakers, backpacks, school supplies. You can help us by doing a drive, and you can help us financially if you say, really, I don't have time to do a drive. So you can go to caringplace.org slash back-to-school. That's caringplace.org slash back-to-school. And we also want you to know we're having a wonderful 100 centennial gala. It's going to be in October, October the 15th. It's going to be held at the Signature Grand in Davie. I am inviting you to come. It's going to be in a wonderful celebration of not only the past, but also laying out a vision of the future. The tickets are $200. You can go to caringplace.org slash gala so i hope that you come i want to meet you there and if you're a volunteer and i've already met you well that's even better if i haven't met you yet please 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 uh come to our i care centennial gala well it's wonderful that we get to tell you what's going on on our campuses there's always something going on we're always celebrating we always take every opportunity to celebrate because when our residents are here and they're living here with us, we, we want them to know their family and family celebrates. They celebrate all the holidays and they have get togethers and that's what we do here at our centers. And even our guests, they just come for that plate of food, just come for the clothing or the shower. We want to let them know, hey, we're celebrating you as well. And that's why many then decide to come into one of our life-changing programs because they've been treated so well by just coming for food. And that's how the community also helps. You come to help to volunteer. Uh, you can actually serve during that time, actually give that plate of food. And we have so many ways. I've already said, you know, how many ways that you can volunteer. We love, love, love our volunteers. Uh, once again, if you'd like to be a volunteer, go to caringplace.org. And then at the top right, you'll see volunteer. Just click on that and you'll go to a volunteer page. Yes, we love our community. 
uh, partners. We love our volunteers. We love our financial supporters. We cannot do this ministry without you. And so we love that you listen to Mission Possible, the good news program. I hope that you listen to it every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. And if this is the first time you've just uh, tuned in, well, I hope you come back and listen again. Uh, you can always find us at our website, caringplace.org. Well, thank you uh, for listening, and uh, we'll be back again next Sunday morning for more Mission Possible. You have been listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. To contact the Miami Rescue Mission or Broward Outreach Centers, please visit us at our website at caringplace.org. Join us again next Sunday morning for more good news on Mission Possible. I remember a time that I went without food for about a week. I had finally reached the bottom that I had always heard about and that I said I would never be me. And the day I first took, it was a half hot dog, uh, already half bitten up and wrapped in a napkin that I took it and uh, I ate it. Yeah, I remember my first meal here was uh, a big, big plate of nachos. It was delicious. Uh, coming to the mission uh, is a new lease on life. I have hope, I have dignity. I'm really grateful for this, this new opportunity, a new life that I have, uh, both physically, spiritually, emotionally. Can you help to change a life by sponsoring Meals for the Hungry? Sponsor 10 meals for $20 a month or 5 meals for 10 Join Miami Rescue Mission's Meal a Month Club. Go to caringplace.org slash meals. That's caringplace.org. W-I-O-U.